This is The Playbook. This is Dave Meltzer with Entrepreneurs The Playbook. I am so excited. One of my favorite companies and now an executive, Lauren Weinberg, the Chief Marketing Officer of Square, has joined us to help us with her playbook to success. Welcome to The Playbook, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's so great to have you because I was just saying beforehand, I don't, you know, a lot of people see Square. The brand is an extremely strong brand. It's amplified everywhere I go, but I'm not sure that as business people, they truly understand the extraordinary capabilities and empowerment that Square has played in a critical role. I consider it the most critical role in business, which uh, I coach a lot of people, Lauren, because I've I'm known for making a lot of mistakes and learning from them. So people like to ask me for advice, not because I'm smart, because I've actually made a huge amount of mistakes, but they'll ask me, what's the number one piece of advice, uh, you know, for having a small business or starting a business? And I'll say, staying in business, meaning making sure each day, and I have multiple businesses now that you stay in business. And I will tell you when they ask me, well, how do I do that? I said, well, you need good partners like Square that can keep you in business. And on so many different levels, Square helps uh, people not only start a business, but most importantly, more critically, it's easy to start a business, but keep us in business. I would love for us to start with some of those critical capabilities that Square uh, helps, especially small business owners uh, stay in business. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll just share that before I came to Square, I also had my own business. So I completely understand and have a lot of empathy for what it takes to, to run your own business and how much there is to learn. And so I'll, I'm, I'm happy to talk about Square. And I would say, you know, when Square started 14 years ago, it was really around enabling any business or person to really be able to succeed and thrive in the economy. And so now 14 years later, we have a giant ecosystem of solutions that really enable business owners to not, to your point, just to start, but to run and to grow and to thrive. And those things include, obviously, all of our like payment and commerce capabilities, which is like just the ability to pay in any way, because obviously consumer preferences have changed a lot in that regard. And people want to pay with QR codes or they want to you know, pay online and pick up in person or have something shipped. And so Square is really there to make sure that you know businesses can take payments in any way that consumers want to take payments. But we also have a really wide range of capabilities from banking capabilities, like getting a loan, to having a checking and a savings account, to a Square card, um, to managing your staff, including your payroll, when people are gonna be um, booking their hours, and then also really the relationship that businesses have with their customers. So the ability to communicate with customers, to have loyalty and rewards programs for your best customers. And so really you name it and it's, we have everything and we serve a really wide range of verticals. And so that's one of the things I think that's very unique about Square's ecosystem and something that we're just seeing more of in general, which is the businesses that are really successful today, and we saw a lot of this starting during COVID, are really those businesses that we refer to as multi-hyphenate businesses or multi-vertical businesses. And so if you really think about this, it's the restaurant that's also either selling cooking classes or merchandise or their secret barbecue sauce. And we're just seeing a lot of this diversification of revenue streams for business owners who have just been through a tough couple of years. And Square is really there 
to make all of those experiences seamless and easy and as light of a lift as possible for business owners who are already wearing multiple hats. And to add to the value beyond the company and you as an executive, and uh, if those of you who haven't done a deep, deep dive into Lauren's career and Lauren herself, she is an extremely honored CMO. And everywhere at every place that I look, there's more top 10, top 50 honors uh, for your capability as a chief marketing officer and a businesswoman um, in all types of different verticals, industries, et cetera. But you and one of uh, your partner executives there at Square in 2022 wrote a really, for me, valuable book. Um, and it's very pragmatic in its nature, which makes it really valuable to me. It's not this theoretical, philosophical way to make money, help people and have fun. It literally, it's called Self-Made Boss but it's great advice and in, in hacks and lessons for small business owners, both of you as small business owners, but dealing with so many small business owners. Um, it's kind of a starter kit. Uh, what are some of the things that objective wise you and um, Jackie wanted when you look at the tail end of 2022? Um, what were some of the objectives that you guys thought about as you built this pragmatic starter kit of a book? Well, first of all, thank you so much for saying that. Um, that's exactly how we describe the book, honestly, is really just this like practical and pragmatic guide. And the reason that we that we wanted to write the book is because both, you know, coming from the perspective of we were or I was a small business owner, Jackie was in the process of starting a business when we wrote the book, but also between the two of us, like we've probably spoken to thousands of business owners. And I think the one theme is there's everybody feels like they're alone. And a lot of people are kind of going through the same challenges. And there's a, there's just this, this giant population, millions and millions of business owners that have been there, done that, gone through it already. And so our goal was, there's so many great things. Like, I think to your point, when you're saying people call you because they know you've been there before or you have some advice, which is we see entrepreneurs and business owners all the time wanting to learn from other people that have been in their shoes before. And we thought if we could package that up and make this a guide where you don't have to learn everything on the job by yourself, that you could actually get some advice. If it's if there's one thing that one person gets out of the book that saves them time, money, pain, whatever it is, that was really the goal of the book. And then the other piece was, you know, we we had the idea of writing the book in 2020, right at the beginning of the pandemic. And we said, whenever there's these moments in time in the economy, we always see just this, this giant like slew of people wanting to start a business. And so we felt like the timing would be right because there's a lot of uncertainty in the economy and there tends to be a big boom of entrepreneurship and innovation and business starts during those times. And we thought there's gonna be a whole new class of entrepreneurs out there and we really wanted to help them. That was really the reason why we wrote the book. And one of the other things I love about the executives that I know at Swear and Jim uh, McKelvey's been on the show. And uh, when you get to be a multi-billion dollar company, and I was uh, in a glamorized punishment of being a young executive of a billion dollar company in my 20s. And I love speaking to more mature seasoned executives like yourself and Jim, who understood something that I now teach people, but I wish I would have been taught and asked for help, is that don't lose track of uh, who your client is in providing value. Um, 
I see a lot of executives that get and grow with the company to multi-billions of dollars today. And 1995 was the first time I was an executive. Uh, we sold for $3.4 billion when there wasn't many billion dollar companies, but I lost track of who my client was and the value that I was bringing you know, to the customer. I was so caught up in the size, scope and scale of the company, I lost track of what was important. How important was it during COVID uh, to really address the critical business issues of your customers and your community more than, oh my gosh, you know, what's this going to do to our bottom line as a multi-billion dollar entity? I mean, I love that question because I think one of my favorite, there's a lot of things that I love about Square, but one of my favorite things about Square is how truly customer centric the businesses and, and everything that we do and everything that we talk about really comes from like, what is the need that we're solving or how are we helping business owners? And I think we actually leaned more into that during COVID than ever before. And I will just say that I'm really proud of the way Square showed up to support business owners. And, and really what we were thinking about was like, yes, this is going to be hard for us, but this is going to be way harder for our business owners. And, you know, we have different resources at our disposal and we thought, what could we do that would really be most helpful to them during this time? And how do we make sure that we get those things out there? And the way that we approached that was we accelerated things on our product roadmap that we knew businesses would need. So for example, like everybody was sort of pivoting online. And so we accelerated curbside pickup and delivery options, QR ordering options, those were all things that were on our roadmap, but then we said we need to sort of pivot engineering resources to those things and make them happen like in the next two weeks, like now. And so we did see this massive acceleration of what would normally take a few years of businesses kind of making that shift to online. And that was really successful for a lot of businesses. And I would say the second thing that we thought about was like, what do businesses need, right? They need tools, right? They also, a lot of them in the very beginning of the pandemic were just in that phase where everything was shut down. And we saw a lot of our competitors putting campaigns on the air, you know, saying, hey, we're all in this together. And it's ironic because 2020, from a marketing perspective, was the first year that we were going to be doing a square brand campaign. And we actually decided not to put our money into marketing, but rather to take that marketing budget and put it back into refunding our customers' SaaS fees for March and April. And so we sent an email and said, hey, we're going to refund your SaaS fees for March and April. We know this is a really tough time right now. And we basically took what we would have spent on a campaign and reinvested that back into our business. And I think that's just an example of how we are really putting our customers' needs front and center because you know, the ads that other brands were putting out there, they were really well done. But I think we knew because we had been speaking to our customers very regularly, especially in the early days of the pandemic, just to get a temperature check and see how they were feeling is that they didn't, they, they love Square, but they are saying, you know, you're not really in this with me, Square, because you're a big corporation and I'm just this really small business owner. And we said, we really want to show them that we actually are there with them. And the best way to do it is not to say something on TV, but to actually put our money where our mouth is and reinvest it back into the businesses. So that's just an example of something that we've done. Um, but we always have our ear to the ground in terms of, I mean, it's just been a very crazy time for business owners everywhere. And there's been a lot of volatility 
all over the place. And so we're always speaking to them to understand what are the tools that they need? How are they feeling? How do we make sure that our tone and our sentiment from a marketing standpoint really matches how they're feeling? And how do we talk to them about the things that are the most important to them right now, which is why this year we're really focused on diversifying revenue streams. It's kind of like finance 101, right? You know, if you talk to people, they would say you need to have a lot of diversity and we're telling business owners the same thing. Like, create diversified revenue streams because, you know, if there's going to be a dip in consumer spending, this is something that can really help keep your business afloat during a tough time. And the capabilities that you have are extraordinary, but the flexibility along with those capabilities are sometimes difficult. And one of the things I really enjoyed watching uh, big business in as in sitting on some boards as well, I love seeing through desperation, big businesses act as small businesses and be able to accelerate uh, the, the pipeline to facilitate alignment. But I have a, a different question to ask you because there's always a mindset that leads uh, by example, meaning that in those difficult times, your mindset was uh, divergent to most executives, right? Most wanted to lean into the 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 fluff and, and to the advertisement and and branding per se the external branding but you took a different mindset of providing value and investing back into your customer um you have varied successes before you were at square what was one of the things either you read or a mentor that you had because i want more executives to think about your mindset because if we get more companies that have influence like square to think in an abundant manner, uh, we're gonna be a much better co uh, country uh, as well. And so was there an impactful leader podcast book that you read in your past that kind of shifted your paradigm that when you made that decision, that strategy, which obviously paid off and should and always does abundance wins in the long run, was there something that impacted you to make a decision like that? I would say it would, it's probably having been at companies that like, like Square that says they're very like customer centric, but are customer centric. And then having experience either working with or at companies that, uh, that say they are, but don't take those actions. And so I think probably I learned the most about what it truly means to be a customer centric organization in my time at Square. And at Square, I, I think like Jack, is always starting from the point of view of what do our customers care about? And I think when it starts at the top of your organization and sort of trickles down, then everybody's thinking with that mindset. And we are always like opening up presentations or documents with a point of view from one of our merchants, talking about what problems we're solving. It's where we used to really lean heavily on a jobs to be done framework really thinking about what is it that customers need us to deliver for them. And so I think Square is the place that re really reinforced that for me. And I didn't say this, but the job that I was, the business that I started was actually a consulting business. And a lot of what I did there was really consult companies that were saying, I want to be really audience centric. And then I would say, well, what does that mean to you, right? And if you really want to be an audience-centric organization, that means that sometimes you have to make decisions, right, that are really for your customers and are, you're not always making a decision that is just about driving revenue. Yes, like we all work in businesses. We need to drive the business forward, but there are these actions and things that you can take along the way 
where you are really demonstrating to your customers that you care about them. And there's a connection and a relationship that builds over time that becomes this intangible like value add that, that a customer feels with brands that show up for them in those moments in time. So I would say a lot of it was just watching and learning and observing companies that did this really well and the ones that didn't, and then really feeling that when I got to Square, that this notion of we really are putting the customer first and being really customer centric and every executive at Square is leading with that perspective. And that same perspective, you guys have created not only you know great philanthropic efforts, but an accelerator program that allows for funding. It allows you know for the mentoring that's necessary, as well as the products uh, that allow us to be more capable and to effectuate. And I know applications just closed out for your program called Forward. Hopefully, it'll be available next year with some of the biggest names uh, to help with you know funding the right people to give more options, opportunities and touches of favor aligned with equity inclusion um, and being able to facilitate, you know, great entrepreneurs with those tools. Um, how much of an impact or how important is that to you as an executive to provide that type of mentorship, funding, um, as well as the products? Yeah, so I'm very excited about Forward. It's our inaugural class. So we're excited to see how it does, I will say we've been really impressed with just the amount of interest in that. And so obviously that accelerator program is specifically designed to help black and Latinx business owners. But I would say this notion of mentorship is one that I think is much broader than that. And, you know, we've been spending a lot of time thinking about what does that mean for us? And I would love to find more ways for us to enable that. Like to your point, people are reaching out to you they want help. People are reading the book and saying, God, I wish I would have known this when I started my business or thank you for telling me this now. And so I think that there's more opportunity there, but certainly I'm really proud of the program that we put in, into place with Forward. Um, it's great to be able to work with like really interesting and entrepreneurial celebrities that are going to help just guide our business owners. Um, and we also had a great partnership with American Express, who's helping just like fund some of that capital, because one of the hardest things for Black and Latinx business owners is actually just getting access to capital in the same way that uh, white businesses are getting access to capital. So we're really excited to see how that goes. And hopefully that's just the beginning of a whole new sort of chapter and journey for us as a business. Well, we'd love to have a square episode, a forward episode at Two Minute Drill on Apple TV. Uh, we give $50,000 of cash and prizes to take your top six companies that maybe didn't make it into the program uh, for a pitch only show. We'd love to have uh, that opportunity, but thank you so much for everything. Uh, I will say one, one other thing on a marketing side that I love is when I think about Square and I think about the critical business issues uh, with the capabilities they provide, um, one of the key components that people lose track of, and I've been blessed to be in technology for since 1992, so that's a long time, uh, is the E. Like, I just can't believe how easy it is to use. And, you know, whether you're, you know, a mid-sized business like myself or a small startup, you know, it does make a difference when you're not spending, you know, two weeks trying to figure out, you know, how to take payments or how to have support or the capabilities. Everything just is so easy and so powerful. So I want to compliment you on the capability side as well as, of course, the strategy of investing back into your community. Nobody does it better than Square. 
Lauren Weinberg leading the way, Chief Marketing Officer. Now, wonder if she's so uh, successful and has been awarded in so many different places. Thank you for sharing your playbook. Please come back and join me soon. Thank you so much for having me. You're amazing. This is Dave Meltzer with Entrepreneurs, The Playbook.